1: Right now that time eight you're tuned in to wgns on this monday morning and guests from mtsu are in studio with us today and first on the list we have dr kelly strong professor and first year director of the mtsu school of concrete and construction management how are you this morning
2: i'm fine thanks for having me
1: a lot is going on in construction it seems like i mean we're always hearing all sorts of things all over middle tennessee new buildings being built I mean construction is very popular right now and definitely ongoing so I'm sure at MTSU this is a big subject for a lot of a lot of people
2: yeah it is uh, we had uh, we had eight companies come to campus the, the ratio of the companies that are coming to campus to the number of students we have graduating is eight to one so for every student we have eight companies coming to interview so we're it, it's booming and the demand for college graduates uh in the construction field is just expected to to grow and grow and grow so the new building comes at a really great time for us
1: rutherford county and of course nearby nashville some of the fastest growing areas in the united states and in nashville you know if you drive downtown the the landscape there changes almost daily it seems like
2: yes it does it does it's It's a good place to have a school of concrete and construction management with Nashville kind of right in our backyard. Uh, We have, um, we place students all over the southeast, but about in the residential sector specifically because I just ran those numbers, 95% of our graduates stay in the middle Tennessee area. So a lot of our students are able to kind of stay close to home once they graduate because the market here is so robust.
1: It seems like a couple of years ago the big place for a lot of students after graduating from the program was florida for some reason and but now you're saying middle tennessee is is really the place now
2: it is it is we still we still have quite a few students that go to florida and some to atlanta but uh, but still just with all the growth that's going on in nashville and no signs of it slowing to be honest uh, a lot of students prefer to stay close to home uh, and we're able to provide that for them thanks to the support of our industry colleagues.
1: So what does this brand new $40.1 million building mean to MTSU in, in the concrete industry?
2: It's, again, it kind of comes at a perfect time, not just because of the demand for uh, project managers and superintendents, but just like every other industry, the digital revolution and the and the connectedness of things uh, has has reshaped how we build buildings Uh, and right now powerful software and and computer programs building models three-dimensional models uh, paperless transfer file sharing all those things require a different type of classroom uh, that we were just not able to to put enough power enough energy into our existing building so the new building for instance has a classroom dedicated just to mechanical on electrical systems energy modeling and things like that it has another classroom dedicated just to 3d printing of shapes and we hope concrete printing too very soon it has another lab it has a big outdoor classroom where we can actually build larger like formwork and things like that that we can't fit in our existing facility so it's just going to allow us to teach so much more modern classes that our students will come out even better prepared than they have been
1: again in studio with us dr kelly strong from mtsu and uh... first year director of the mtsu school of concrete and construction management. And if I'm not mistaken, the brand new building, they broke ground on that earlier this month at MTSU.
2: That's correct, we broke, I think it was April 6th. And it's supposed to be done fall of 22, so a little over a year.
1: And this is a big building too. This isn't something small.
2: No, it's 54,000 square feet, I believe, two stories, yeah. Uh, And it's got a lot of concrete in it, a lot of different types.
1: So I'm curious, as the construction, you know, will continue for this new building, is it gonna be, you know, are you going to involve some of the classes yeah. in the construction phases? Yeah,
2: definitely, the designer and builder uh, have generously provided us all of the documents, all the plans, all the bids. Our students are able to to follow the change orders and the problems that inevitably come up and how they get solved. So, and our own campus planning group uh, has just been real. Uh, transparent in sharing documents with us. And then as the building starts to come up out of the ground, our students will be able to go over and uh, kind of view the, the construction in different phases. And we have a job cam. We have a webcam that's trained on our job site so they can so we can log into that and explain to students what's happening on the job site on any particular day.
1: Now this the the building process is going to take, you know, probably over 12 months or so it mm-hmm. sounds like so you're going to be able to incorporate several different semesters into this construction phase.
2: That's correct, yeah. We're already using the plans and specifications in our what we call our capstone class. So our students are putting together a proposal for the building. Uh, a mock proposal for the building already this semester and then in the future semesters we'll be able to go over and be involved more in the execution phase uh, shop drawings all the fabrication drawings all that stuff will be privy to so it's just really an exciting time
1: Again with us this morning, Dr. Kelly Strong, and you are, again, the director of the MTSU School of Concrete and Construction Management, Mm -hmm. and something interesting that is about to take place is the big race in Nashville, and MTSU's involvement with that is also pretty fascinating because it is your department that's involved with it.
2: That's right. Yeah, the Music City Grand Prix uh, came to, as actually Dr. Heather Brown, who was the lead on that, the crash barriers that line the the course they're concrete you see them on interstates when they're doing construction uh, but there's a lot of them i think there's over 1600 of them that are going to line the, the the raceway the path the the, the race layout uh, and all of those have to be manufactured locally because they are very expensive to transport it costs a lot of money to ship 1600 concrete barriers sure. so we're making them locally and they wanted to use a mixed design that was very environmentally friendly had good, um, you know, energy dissipation, so that they're 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 not something that you would buy at a local do-it-yourself store. They're very engineered. They're a very highly engineered product, and our um, professors in concrete worked with local precast companies to to come up with a good mix design that had. Uh, the right properties was economically friendly, uh, and then in return for that, we get to, to send our students to Music City Grand to the Grand Prix, and all the preliminary races as well, uh, and sh- have them see the product uh, at, that they helped design.
1: You know, it's really a great opportunity for students to be a part of this because this is history in the making. There's never been a race in downtown Nashville, right. especially an IndyCar race like this. This yep. is this is going to be neat.
2: Yeah, it is. It's exciting. Yeah, and it's a good time. It's right before the semester starts, so uh, we can just start off the semester on a big, exciting uh, event and move right on into watching our new building come up.
1: And again this uh indy car race downtown nashville actually on the streets of downtown nashville Mm -hmm. and mtsu right there literally in the center of it all that's right with the concrete department the the school of concrete and uh construction management i mean they're right there yeah yep so if anybody listening wants to learn more uh, about getting a degree in Mm -hmm. concrete if you would what do they need to do first
2: well they could go to our website if they if they go to the mtsu main website and they click on the directory we're under c for concrete and construction management Uh, on there are links for new students Uh, search for nicole green she's the person who handles all of our student recruiting and student outreach and our placement Um, i'm on there Uh, there's a a, a letter from the director they can reach out to me Uh, we've got scholarship money Um, we've got capacity now that we're moving into a new building and our students make really good starting salaries when they graduate, so it's just a good time to, to consider a career in construction uh, management or concrete industry management.
1: And this is a field of study that's only gonna grow in popularity because yeah. more and more residential properties are even being built out of concrete with preformed, precast that's walls.
2: Right. That's exactly right, yeah. The labor shortage, the chronic labor shortage, in construction isn't going away. So we're gonna move more and more to prefabricated structures, which requires kind of a whole different approach to thinking about design and placement.
1: But concrete, when you build a building out of concrete, it's gonna be more environmentally friendly. It's gonna mm-hmm. you know, keep in the, the hot air or the cold air yep, yep. easier. I mean, there's just a lot of pluses to it.
2: There are, there are. It's, uh, it's, it doesn't burn down. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's a, a big plus. Yeah good fire protection qualities yeah
1: again with us this morning dr kelly strong professor and first year director of the mtsu school of concrete and construction management and uh, we definitely appreciate you joining us any Mm -hmm. closing words this morning
2: no i just really appreciate being here it's really exciting time for us we're we're looking forward to the next two years and uh, if anybody's interested in supporting us with jobs or uh, new students just reach out to me i'd be happy to talk to anybody
1: and if you would keep us up to date on the uh, indycar race because i know that's right around the corner in fact when do you know what the it's dates august
2: are? 6th through the 8th
1: okay so it's coming mm-hmm. up pretty yep, soon it is that's yep. going to be pretty exciting well yeah. thanks a lot for joining yeah, us thank you time right now eight you're tuned in to wg we have more news more information and also more guests from mtsu coming your way next
3: You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com.
4: As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's Chicken and Rice Soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com.
3: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com.
1: Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier, 615-930-0088. Decreasing clouds on tap here for the early morning hours with a low near 42. On Sunday, lots of sunshine, highs in the upper 60s. I'm Derek Dahlman on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 46. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location. Featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. Since 1981, Willow Window's been making homes beautiful all over Tennessee, from decks and railings to doors and windows. Visit willowwindow.pro. Willow Window, the official sponsor of the WGNS Studios. WillowWindow.pro. Right now, that time eight thirty-one. You're tuned in to WGNS again on this Monday morning, and we're broadcasting from the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks online at WillowWindow.pro. And during this segment, we have from MTSU Dr. Trey Martindale with us, uh, Chief Online Learning Officer and head of MTSU's online in the university college so uh... university online what what exactly does a title like that mean
5: so my job is to direct the university's online learning programs of which we have somewhere around eighteen to nineteen fully online degrees and so we're trying to grow that presence to be able to uh extend the resources of MTSU to the citizens of Tennessee, to a larger audience. So particularly those adult students that may have careers and children and things that keep them from being able to come and be a traditional student.
1: You know, we have so many people who decide to, you know, serve in the military. And, you know, pretty soon when they're serving, they get married. They have a spouse who is living with them as well. Who knows where, but outside of Tennessee. Do they often take part in the online classes? And if so, are they in-state students?
5: They do and they are in-state students and that's something that MTSU features and and I think actually several of our universities in Tennessee offer that same kind of deal for uh, active service and, and veterans.
1: How do they go about signing up? I mean just in general how does somebody go about signing up for an online class?
5: That's a good question. The The potential student would go to the specific program that they're interested. Now they're, they could also visit our website just to get some general information or talk with an advisor but if they were interested in let's say uh, uh, English or political science, they'd go to that department's website, and there'd be information there about how to get enrolled.
1: So it's fairly simple, it sounds like.
5: It is, it is. Of course, we also have the wonderful One Stop, which is where students can go and get all kinds of information, like financial aid and things like that.
1: Again, with us this morning, Dr. Trey Martindale from MTSU, and we're focusing on online learning, and that is definitely growing in popularity, especially through the whole COVID pandemic. I mean, even high schoolers are doing online stuff now from home.
5: That's right. Even even kindergartners, elementary students, it it really is it's it's affected everyone and it's opened a lot of uh potential and possibilities for online learning that people hadn't experienced before.
1: So what led you to MTSU? What led you to wanna to do this at MTSU and focus on online?
5: So my background as a professor is in educational technology and instructional design, helping people teach and learn better. And so I've, I've, for many, many years, studied online learning and how it works, what goes right, and then in some cases failure, what goes wrong, how things go, can go wrong in online learning. And so that's been my research area, and I've also had a chance to develop a number of fully online programs in my course development and working with colleagues to build online degrees. And so the opportunity at MTSU came along, and this is a new position. So it was a real growth opportunity for the university. So my joke was, I kind of see it as a growth stock. There's a real opportunity there to grow the number of online programs.
1: For some people, let's say uh, somebody who has ADHD, Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to do something from home. And I could see where taking courses online at home would be a little tough because you'd probably be distracted fairly easily.
5: You know, I've actually experienced that myself working at home. I have two kids at home and so they're doing a homeschool online and of course I've got my television and refrigerator and dog and things at home that could potentially distract me. And so it is important to be able to try to set up some kind of quiet environment when you're um, when you're working remotely. And, and not everyone can do that, has the resources or the space to do something like that. So I think our faculty have taken that into consideration. And that's what a good professor does is, is recognizes that we're all working under difficult situations right now and it's a very unusual time so it's 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 a time to try to to be flexible and graceful on the behalf of the faculty
1: so when a student is taking a class online is the professor able to see that student via webcam or is a webcam even turned on for this student out there?
5: That's a good question and there's actually, um, there there are good arguments to be made for having students turn their cameras on and then also for having them turn the camera off. Because you don't want to invade someone's privacy, but there are also times that you'd like to, to make sure a student is engaged. So it really depends on the faculty person at this point and the way that they're conducting their course. Some people really want to be able to see the students and others are, are you know, it's not as necessary. So it really depends on the individual professor.
1: You know, I can see it going both ways ways in in the aspect of invading that students, you know, privacy, but at the same time, it's a, it's a class, you know, it's, it's a college course that you're taking. So I could see where there would be a need to kind of see that back and forth because it makes it easier. First of all, I think for the professor to understand a question that may be asked or with the student ask a question to the professor. I mean, I could see where it would go both ways.
5: If you're if you're the professor or the presenter, it's a little more difficult for you to to sort of present cold to, to no audience that you're not seeing, as opposed to when you actually see some faces and get some body language, people nodding or smiling or or yawning or whatever they might be doing in response to your presentation.
1: And that's been hard with the whole COVID pandemic because people wearing masks, you don't know if they're smiling at you or not. I mean, it makes it tough to communicate.
5: That's right. The masks add another little level. Of, of complexity of, of seeing reactions and being able to, to react to your audience. That's right.
1: Now, how long have you been at MTSU?
5: So just about four months.
1: Okay, so this is brand new and where did you come where did you come from? Where Most
5: recently from Mississippi State. I was a department head there leading an educational technology group. And then prior to that, I spent thirteen years at the University of Memphis. So just okay. down the road a little bit. So very familiar with Tennessee and the and the structure and the higher education community and so forth.
1: So how does MTSU maybe this is not a good question, but how does MTSU compare <laughs> to the other universities you've been a part of?
5: I, I would say MTSU is a fantastic place. I, I've been very fortunate to work at some wonderful places. Uh, but I was very uh, drawn to MTSU, particularly because of the strong brand and the history of quality teaching and learning at MTSU. And so it's known as, as a place of, of good teaching. And so that's a place that you want to go to be involved in online learning because we're going to try to bring that same quality or even, even higher quality to our online courses as we do with our already really good uh, face-to-face courses.
1: So most recently, you are at Mississippi, and then before mm-hmm. that, Memphis, and I guess you were mm-hmm. probably there when they changed the university's name. Memphis State to University of Memphis as
2: well.
5: It had just happened when I got there, so I saw that happen. Then I saw also like what happened with MTSU, us uh, step away from TBR and become have our own governing board, it's both at Memphis and at MTSU.
1: And that can really help a university, I'd say, in, in really setting forth their own goals and figuring out how to tackle those goals.
5: That's exactly right, and that's the great thing about having your own local governing board is, is there are people that are really, really interested in the betterment of the institution and you know, not thinking about necessarily statewide issues, but thinking about how can we improve our own institution here locally for, for the Middle Tennessee region.
1: And MTSU is very involved in the community, not just Rutherford County, but nearby Nashville as well, so it does help to have those local leaders being a part of you know, whatever the mission may be.
5: It it certainly is. And we want to um, stay as engaged as we can with the the greater Nashville metro area because there are so many um, people that are looking for the kind of resources that MTSU can offer. And so we want to be able to, you know, like I said before, extend those resources to people and do it in a way that works with their current career and lifestyle.
1: COVID-19 has really reshaped how education is done in kindergarten all the way up to, of course, college courses. But what do you see happening over the next year or so?
5: Well, that's a good question. This past year, we saw what I would call kind of an emergency pivot to online instruction where many people that were not prepared or weren't thinking about teaching online suddenly had to because of the pandemic. And so I see over the next year that kind of settling down a little bit as we get a little bit more back to what I would call the the new normal. But I think we'll still see the the, the sort of hangover effects of, of COVID, if you will, of people realizing we can do some effective work remotely. In fact, I was just talking uh, to a colleague about this, about when we do return to work, Will our will our workplaces be different because of the way we've been able to work remotely?
1: And I'm sure they will continue right. to change, uh, especially the workplace for sure.
5: I think so. I think I think people are now aware that they can be productive, and as long as they've got you know a good internet connection and a good social connection to colleagues, they can continue to work together even though they're not physically in the same place.
1: Again, with us in studio, Dr. Trey Martindale, MTSU's Chief Online Learning Officer and Head of MTSU's Online in the university college thank you so much for joining us
5: thank you it's been a pleasure and and uh, look forward to uh, tracking your progress here at the radio station as we talk about online learning sounds good
1: again the time right now eight forty one. stay with us more mtsu coming your way in just a minute but first a salute to veterans
0: the action line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk.
3: Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bultner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions.
0: Honoring and remembering those who served in our military, here is today's salute to veterans.
1: True American hero, Norm Elzier. In this salute, we
0: talked to a World War II veteran.
1: Your basic training, what was that time period? It took
4: quite a while, because after we went to the classroom study, then we had to go up to Apalachicola, Florida, where we took aerial gunnery training, and we flew in AT-6s with a 30 caliber machine gun, and shooting at that target. The bullets were painted colors, and they could tell who shot what from there, they sent us off to a mechanic school in Shepherdfield, Texas. From there, they sent us to a gunnery school again. It was strictly shooting a 50 caliber at a moving target way down range. From there, we went to California where we joined our bomber crew. Well, Norm, when you shipped out. What was that like? It wasn't too good. The planes, they were all brand new planes, and they were supposed to fly over to Italy. The trouble was the ground officers decided they were going to fly too. So out of the six gunners, two of us had to go by boat. And we drew straws. And I was fortunate enough <laughs> to, to draw one of the boat straws. It took nine days to go across the Atlantic and it was storm almost all the time. In fact, I came off the boat in a stretcher because I was standing watch on deck uh, three times a day and, and I got sick.
1: Norm Alzea.
0: This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio.
1: Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Locally and veteran owned. Fast and available 24 seven. Join the home health VIP program at Restoration One for disaster prevention. Restoration One, the water damage
3: experts. Hi, I'm Dr. O, and I welcome you to meet our compassionate team at Almaville Farms Family Dentistry. Come check out our new patient special. We're located just off of I-24 on Almaville Road. Almaville Farms Family Dentistry. Come feel the Almaville Farms difference.
0: Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but
1: we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing
0: Lender. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSradio.com. We're Rutherford County's Place to Talk.
1: Right now that time, 8.44 and with us now in studio, Lisa Schrader, Director of MTSU Health Promotion. How are you this morning?
3: I'm doing very well, thank you. So what in the world
1: does a title like
3: Health Promotion mean? so the director of health promotion at least as it's set up at mtsu is an outreach coordination position so i work with student health services to plan different health events and activities for the student body in a way to try to make it easier for them to make healthy choices
1: so i'm guessing one of those events would be the uh, vaccinations for covid
3: 19 because that's what's on everybody's mind absolutely we have been offering um, vaccines through the rec center through student health services for almost two months now we started early march um, it's been easier now than ever for students to get vaccinated as the state's eligibility has dropped. So anybody 18 and up is eligible to get the vaccines that we offer. And yes, we're trying to get as many students that are able to get vaccinated in for that appointment.
1: So when you first started doing the vaccinations, what what were you targeting, I guess? Who were you targeting?
3: Well, when we first started doing the vaccinations, at that point, the state's eligibility was 65 and up. So we were looking specifically for employees or their spouses, possibly retired diaries, and their spouses who fit that eligibility. Um, as the age limit has continued to decline, then now the goal is to, is to get as many of our campus community, faculty, staff, students, and their spouses vaccinated, um, as again, as many as are medically able to receive vaccines. So when
1: is the next vaccination clinic or can anybody just go to the local MTSU clinic and get it?
3: We now have it currently available Monday to Friday. We start the first appointments at 9 a.m. The last appointments are at 3:30, 30 uh, and that is Probably the schedule that we will follow um, through the end of this week and then begin to scale it back as we reach the final exam period and summer break. But everything is available. There's a button on the MTSU Health Services website to schedule your appointment. It's a super easy system to look at the calendar and find the dates that we're offering them and then find the time that fits with your schedule. So do you
1: have to be an MTSU student or faculty member in order to get the shot or can anybody do it at MTSU?
3: At MTSU, at least on the health services clinic, you need to be connected to MTSU in some way. So it could be faculty, staff, students, retirees or alumni or a spouse of those groups. Now, we also have a partner site at the Case and Kennedy Nursing Building, um, at least for two more days this week, Thursday and Saturday, um, where it's more broad eligibility. So anybody in the county could schedule an appointment there.
1: But again, you got to schedule ahead. You can't just walk in and get the shot.
3: That's correct. And that has to do with the vaccine management part of of these events. We want to make sure that none of the doses get wasted. We want everybody to be able to get a shot that wants one without having to throw any of that valuable vaccine away.
1: So we've heard a lot of talk about the Johnson & Johnson vaccination. Where does MTSU stand on that? And Is that something they're pausing, uh, is the Johnson & Johnson vaccination?
3: Yes. So we take our guidance from the CDC. We had been using Johnson & Johnson. We were one of the few sites in the county that was able to offer that. It's a super convenient vaccination in that it only required one dose. It worked great for a college population. But when the reports came out last week and the recommendation came out last week that they needed to be paused, it was a no-brainer. That's what we're going to do. And then it became um, a concerted effort to find other forms of the vaccine as quickly as possible. So we hated that we had to postpone a couple days worth of appointments, but we were really thankful that we were able to get as much vaccine as quickly as we could, in this case from the Moderna formulation, to be able to reopen those appointments last Thursday.
1: So right now MTSU is doing, I guess, the shot where you have to have a first then a second, right?
3: That's correct, yes. Um, So when we have people who come in for appointments we talk to them about where they're going to be approximately a month later if they're still in the area they can schedule that second appointment with us if it's a student who's moving perhaps to Memphis back home for the summer, then we give them information about how they can schedule an appointment closer to their hometown.
1: Again, Lisa Schrader with us, Director of MTSU Health Promotion. Have you had any students or faculty member have adverse reactions to any of the shots given so far?
3: We've been very fortunate. We've not had anything major that has happened. Um, There will be the occasional person who gets a little dizzy um, or might feel faint, but we come prepared for that. We've got reclining um, chairs and tables to let them lay back. Get their feet up, and um, we can bring them snacks and juice to help with low blood sugar. And that's really been the extent of those types of, of reactions, and they're minimal.
1: So, what other things are going on right now at MTSU that you know you're, you're working on? You're working towards. I guess, with your department.
3: Well, another event that we have coming up this Thursday actually is a prescription drug take back um, collection event. So that's an activity that we've been involved with with the county twice a year. Most years that did get canceled last spring um, due to the pandemic. But we found ways to bring it back online in the fall and are repeating it again this Thursday, 730 to 1. Um, that does not limit is not limited to MTSU. um faculty, staff, or students, anybody in the community who has unwanted medications that are expired or they just don't need anymore can bring those to turn in to be disposed of safely.
1: Where do they need to go if they want to do that?
3: That's going to be at the MTSU Rec Center. We've got a metal um, drive-up pavilion set up in the front parking lot so people don't even have to get out of their cars. It's a socially distanced way to um, get that, that stuff out of their medicine cabinets and out of the risk for harm or misuse.
1: And I've heard some other places that are doing this and I know they're not accepting like needles or any, any objects like that, anything that could cut you, right? Is that the same with MTSU? That's correct.
3: That's our same, uh, same policy. Yes.
1: And that again is this Thursday and the times?
3: 730 to one.
1: And that's going to be at the rec center area, just driving to the parking lot. I'm sure they'll see where to go. Absolutely. Okay. Anything else going on at MTSU that, uh, you know, I guess is health related.
3: So another health related initiative that we have going on is we have recently hired a registered dietitian as a part of a grant called Blue Raiders Drink Up. It's a grant that promotes water consumption and less consumption of sugary beverages. So students are now able to schedule a free appointment with a dietitian to talk about any number of nutrition related things. It doesn't have to be limited to drink consumption, but that's been a great thing, great benefit to be able to offer to our students.
1: That can be tough because you you know, the Cokes out there, the Gatorades, all of that, they're readily available and easy to get.
3: Absolutely. And you think about how much people's um – nutrition patterns have changed as a result of the COVID pandemic. There's a lot of um, concerns that maybe didn't exist at this point last year, and so for Kayla to be able to meet with students either virtually or in person, depending on comfort levels, she can really one-on-one focus in on what their individual needs are. I'm sure a lot
1: of people became couch potatoes during the whole pandemic thing.
3: Well, I know. I mean, it's confession time. Thinking to myself, (laughs) I do a whole lot more fast food drive throughs than I ever used to um, because that was one of the few places to get carry out food so yeah there's a lot of us that have had behavior changes
1: so a lot of changes there now on the mtsu campus are the different restaurants there are they back open like regular now
3: they are open but i wouldn't say it's like regular so um you if you're going to dine in you're seated at a table with only one seat the tables are six feet apart um you are not if it's a buffet line for instance you are not actually serving your own food their employees are plating the food out for you um, and I would say more students than, you know, it would be true in a typical year get their food to go now in a carryout box But all of the establishments are open students have the same amount of variety they have had in the past
1: You know, COVID-19 kind of promotes a, a lonely type atmosphere, you know, social distancing sitting by yourself all of that stuff What has that been like for local students? Is there an increase in depression?
3: Yeah, that's a great question and that's something that we have been looking at so we did a survey survey in the month of March around mental health issues of the students to try to find out compared to this time in 2019 how do these numbers compare I'm waiting on those results any day I do know going back to 2019 that mental health was already the kind of health issue where we were seeing the most concerning trends Um, but I don't think that the COVID pandemic is going to do anything to help those I just don't have those numbers in front of me yet
1: I know military bases around the country, there's been a lot of talk about increased depression, increased suicide. So I would guess that's a similar story on university campuses all around the country as well.
3: Yes, suicide, if you're looking specifically at that college population, suicide is one of the top causes of death, unfortunately. So it's very much something that we have to keep in mind and be proactive to think through. And I think in the context of the pandemic with, again, with this particular population, there is greater risk of a student losing their life to something like suicide than to the coronavirus itself. Um, So that's just an added element that we have to think through as health practitioners with this population of how can we make sure that in our efforts to keep them physically well, we are not further causing problems with their mental health.
1: Is there help readily available at MTSU for anybody battling depression who's a student?
3: Yes, absolutely. So we have a few different options for students to get that type of health um, help. The Counseling Services Department at MTSU has multiple therapists, multiple counselors that can meet with students virtually, um, individually, or in a group format, as well as in person. We have another um, the Counseling and Psychological Services um, Center, just. Uh, on Bell Street so slightly off of the main campus but still local where students can um, have Counseling services provided by graduate level students under supervision of counselors. And then within health services, we have a health coach who meets one-on-one with students around things like stress management, um, sleep issues that can be, while not the same as depression or anxiety, can certainly tie into those things. Do these services cost students any money? All of those are free for students. It's been a, a wonderful thing to be able to offer.
1: And anything else you wanna highlight as we close out this morning?
3: Well, going back to our vaccination efforts, just as a general encouragement, we know um, at this time that this is not a vaccine that is required of our students. But I think all of us want to get back to a place where we're able to do more in-person activities. And so the more students and more employees who are vaccinated, the more able we will be um, to offer that type of activity. And the less likely students will be to have their semesters disrupted. The latest guidance is if, if you have been vaccinated and you are exposed to coronavirus, you don't have to quarantine. And so when you put that in a classroom environment, if one of your classmates gets sick, but you've been vaccinated, you can still come to class. You don't have to stay home for the next 10 days.
1: Again, with us this morning, Lisa Schrader, Director of MTSU Health Promotion. If anybody wants to get more information on anything we talked about, what's the best thing to do?
3: Start at the health services website, mtsu.edu slash health services.
1: Okay, and then there they'll be able to navigate around to find out about the vaccinations about even help with depression i guess
3: absolutely all of the COVID vaccine information is highlighted at the top all of the mental health services are highlighted in the left sidebar
1: sounds good well thank you for joining us this morning
3: thank you very much happy to be here
1: time right now eight fifty-six. more news and information is coming up on wgns and again we're broadcasting from the willow window broadcast center willow window making your home beautiful again with replacement windows doors and decks Online at willowwindow.pro.
0: The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSradio.com. We're Rutherford County's Place to Talk.
1: Decreasing clouds on tap here for the early morning hours with a low near 42. On Sunday, lots of sunshine, highs in the upper 60s. I'm Derek Dahlman on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 46. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us.